Thought Bubble Audio. Hey, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my robotic but mistaken friend, Tim. I am mistaken for Tim many times, for I am a robot. Mm. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. (laughs) How may I serve you? I like it. How's it going, buddy? I am doing well. How are you? Good. It's, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's good to good to see your smiling face as usual. Thank you. Do you like that part of my face is metal? Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Oh, look at that. It's your. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, no, I, I didn't. My eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get this. I'm. It's gonna be the elephant in the room. It's gonna be the <laughs> cyborg in the room. I'm gonna say it now. All right, all right. Tim's prediction was not right. <laughs> I was Tim, not right this season. Not this time, but this sorry. Is big, this is a big swing for the fences. I was not I was not right on. It took me a bit of the episode to get over. I'm cool with it. It's good. I'm fine. I'm okay with being Ron. Uh, wrong, not Ron. I'm fine with being Ron Weasley. Hmm. Uh, I'm okay with being wrong. Um, so we can say it now. It's okay. I'm prepared to talk about the episode as is. My feelings aren't crushed that people on the show – Besides Larry, hey Larry, don't listen to this. It's okay. They didn't take my suggestion. That wasn't a real suggestion. I'm totally cool with it. It's fine. <laughs> well, you know what? We love you even even if you, you can't get them all right. You know, you no. can't win every time. As I said last week, it was a big swing for the fences. You I, know. Listen, it, I give you credit for, for being audacious and, and going for it with a, a really bold prediction. You can't be right every time. Last season, you made a big, bold prediction early on, and you were right. This time, you made an even bigger, bolder prediction way, way early. I mean, a season ago. And and you, you didn't nail it this time. But that's that's all right. You know, truthfully, it was a season ago. You're it was a right. Season ago. I didn't call it at the beginning of this season. It was last season, which that's very precarious. You know, it's a precarious position. Yeah. Um, that's okay. And you know what? We did see Jeremiah this episode, so I'm still counting that as a slight win, um, even though it wasn't my prediction. But you know what? We don't know if it's a robot under that face. Who so knows? you know what? I could still be right. Who's to say? In a sense. From a certain yeah. point of view. From a certain point of view. We shall see. We shall see. Listen, uh, before we, we get too far down this uh, down this path, why don't we take a, a minute and look uh, through our mailbag and, uh, and and see what some of our uh, some of our listeners had to say. Uh, this one comes to us from uh, Lisa. Lisa says, really enjoy listening to you guys every week. You're so fun. Keep it up. Thanks, Lisa. Anyway, what do you think of the possibility that Monel is actually the Daxum prince? As we saw his origin story about leaving Daxum, he seemed a bit nonchalant afterwards about it. Plus, Kara commented the prince was known as the worst of the worst, to which Monel said he wasn't so bad and he had his moments, like he was defending himself. Then at Catco, Monel behaves like he's never worked a day in his life, which would play into his being the partying prince. So, I wonder if they revisit his story about leaving Daxum and we find that he may have skipped out on his people to save himself and he's hiding that. Of course, maybe there was some other plan too. Who knows? Again, love your show, Lisa. I got to say, I think Lisa might be onto something there. That thought has crossed my mind as well. I think Lisa is 100% correct. You think so? 100%. No question. 
about it during this episode, I said to myself, hey, Lisa, I don't <laughs> know you. I don't know you're writing in, but I think you're correct. Um, he said when he said, I have something to tell you about Daxum. Hey, about that, that thing that I told you about. Um, big secret. He is the Daxum prince. Yeah, no question. I'm 100 percent on board with that theory. I'm I'm with her too, and 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 you know this was our shirt this, in response to last week's episode. I think after seeing, you know this this uh, most recent episode, I think it's it's even more, um, even more likely. I I think we've seen a few things. I wonder, you know, in his flashback, um, in his flashback where we saw him, and you know who we assume was the the prince, uh, you know, I wonder if there's I wonder if there's something something going on there. I don't know. Um, do you think he killed the prince? Uh, no. Prince Bonnell, fabulous. He da, 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 killed the uh, prince. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm just going to keep singing that now. Try your best today. Stay calm. Max, Daxum is full of alarm because it's dead and broken. Oh, yeah, Monel is alive. Those didn't things didn't rhyme at all. I'm not on my A game tonight. That's all right. That's all right. It's 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 all good. It's all right. Monel is Prince. Do 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 do. Wow. Right. I'm sorry. I'm just distracting you now. Please you just continue. keep doing that, and I'm gonna go on to Susan, who wrote and said, uh, "I wanted to note that the ga- the James Guardian storyline seems to be something you have to be a comic book fan to get. To me, it's baffling, absurd, and ridiculous. I don't get it at all." Suddenly, the show that's supposed to be about the first female superhero needs to add a male hero to help her. It's sexist and it makes no sense at all if it wasn't for the fact that the other storylines in the show are still great. I would call it a jump the shark event. I hope Kara does find out soon and ends this absurdity or they spin him off into a show I don't have to watch. Uh, still love the podcast even when I don't agree with you. Keep up the great work. Um, so that's so that's interesting. I... I um, I've been seeing this a lot, Tim. I've been seeing this feedback a lot that having uh, James come in and, and people are saying they're kind of shoehorning him in as a hero. Uh, that uh, you know that maybe it's it's kind of sexist and kind of undoes um, what we're what we've been seeing uh, up until now. You know that maybe it's sort of having a male hero who's uh, who's who's kind of finding himself as well is sort of undermining Kara. What what do you think about that? Um, to an extent, I don't disagree with that, but I think we've talked on the show a few times about how last season it was very much only Kara's story, right? Where it was her storyline, maybe you'd get one episode with, you know, some character development for Wynn or one episode with some character development for James or whatever, but it was really about Kara. And this season has really been about all of them that as much as it's called supergirl and still her story there's still there's still a team they need to expand and grow as a team otherwise they're they're stagnated and from an actor's point of view they they need a reason to show up every day instead of say the same thing and play the same part over and over and over and over again and so to give the the actors more character growth for them to play off of makes sense um but I don't necessarily. But and I don't think that Guardian is there to help her. We've seen him in two episodes so far, and in which um, Kara has actually been the saving grace each time. The first episode in which she was the one that really stopped Parasite. He was just kind of holding Parasite at bay, like, "Hey, it's me, Guardian. I'm introducing myself. 
I'm being super cool here. And in the second episode, he actually had his own divergent storyline that Carl wasn't a part of. She was like, I'll stop the Guardian, but doesn't actually really involve herself in his story. She has more things to do. And so I don't actually agree that he's taking away from her um from her authority or from her place of power because he's not actually doing anything to undermine her so far interesting do you how about the idea that just having a male hero there even though he's not actively like in the story doing anything to take her down a peg um Uh having his very presence sort of minimizes her her presence do you do you think that that's true Mm, that's a good point um i i still don't think so Mm. um although that's a good point that's a that's a precarious position to be in right because um you could say you could say yes like absolutely her um his position being there undermines her slightly just because he's a male hero, but he's never been once like, I'm here to save you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to anything. And so he's just also helping out. And so I, I I don't think so. James has never once been like, well, I'm going to be the guardian because Kara can't do it on her own. And you know, like she's going to die without me. So I need to save her like a knight in shining armor because he looks like a knight. Um, you know, so I can understand that, but I I think he's a knight for the city. Even in the way that which, like, if you're talking about this episode, the way that his his scenes are filmed and what his personal villain looks like and whatever else, it almost feels like a different show. Like it's not he he doesn't fit in her category the same way. She could demolish him. He doesn't stand up to her in that same capacity. So I st- I don't think he undermines her yeah. in any way. I think he might like he you know there's screen time that's taken away from True. her. True. In, in that way, but I I like I like full rounded I I like full rounded characters and yeah. shows from all of them. I don't want characters to be stagnated. So yeah, so I guess that's my position. Yeah, I I think Susan uh I, I so I, I, I think Susan makes a point that to non-comic book fans, um, it seems way out of left field. I mean, admittedly, even to us, it's a little out of left field because the Guardian is usually a different character altogether, and not not James Olsen, not Jimmy Olsen in the comic books. Um, so it's it's definitely a new spin on a kind of taking two characters and putting them together uh, in a way that even comic book fans haven't seen before. Um, mm-hmm. So I can understand why Susan isn't a fan, you know, doesn't get it. Um, and I, I also I agree with her. I hope that Kara finds out soon. Um, I get the feeling that it's not going to end. I, I get the feeling he's going to be sort of a sidekick to her, um, at least for a little while. I'm, I'm I'm not sure if I'm thrilled about that, but it it seems to be something that that could um, could be on its way. So he's not even a, a like a sidekick because they're not working on same case. Well, like not sidekicks now. work on the same cases. Not, yeah, not now, but if he if she finds out, don't you think there's a possibility of, of them working together? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sure. Oh yeah, okay. Down the road. If she finds out and, and uh the, who he is, which it seems like it's only you know it's a matter of a couple episodes. Maybe maybe after the uh hiatus coming up here, maybe after then she'll figure it out. But um yeah, I don't know. Uh I, I 
it's worked out so far more interestingly than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't I wasn't jazzed about it when I first heard about it, but it's worked out all right so far. So I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, I want to walk it back just a quick second. Uh, I knew I had seen an email come through. Another one about uh, about Monel as the prince. Uh, Liz wrote to us and said, "Anyone else getting the sense that Monel might be the prince of Daxum? That scene on his home world seems like an unnecessarily expensive sequence if it's not going to be an important plot point later." And he follows it up by saying, "So anyway, that's how it happened," making it clear that this is his version of the story. Kara then sounds off on how the prince was supposed to be the frat boy of the universe. Sound like anyone we know? The next episode, Kara says it's like he never worked a day in the life, in day in his life. Maybe he hasn't. Manel being the prince would explain a lot. I again agree with absolutely all of those points. I they are Liz right makes, on. I think Liz makes are, some good points. Mm-hmm, and they, I think Liz is very tuned in to how television works and how television is written. Like they're cluing us in on all these what would seem to be. Uh, throwaway lines yeah. but they actually are clues they're foreshadowing to what is coming later i think that is absolutely correct i think this um, might be onto something there yeah yeah i yeah. think that's a very good possibility what difference does that make if monel is the prince what difference does that make um, because it, it, if if daxum is destroyed and he's a prince yep. there actually is no kingdom anymore yeah really yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah, I mean, I, I that, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. I don't, I don't know what difference does it really make. Um, uh, well, you know, I think it it probably makes a difference in in a way that we we can't know yet. Um, him that's being super him, diplomatic. That was a very princely well, answer. So thank you. Uh, him being royalty and and her. Being from another planet, you know the what, what's the the implication there is well. So there's like there's the possibility of he's carrying more on his shoulders than we realize because his his planet that he was like ruling is gone. He feels he may, may feel a sense of responsibility for his his people, his subjects who who are who are gone now that the planet's been been destroyed. Um, or not destroyed, but you know what I mean, uninhabitable. Um, there's probably more about we about him we don't know yet that would that would fill in those blanks but and okay. and, and, and and well I'll, i have another thought but i'll save it till we get there in the, in the episode so um yeah these were good emails uh I, I thanks to everyone who who wrote in uh as as usual supergirl tv talk at gmail.com um is uh, is always a, a great place to read us actually we had a, a good tweet that i wanted to read too um the insightful panda uh, tweeted at us and said, "Amazing parallel with the Jean Megan fight. Roles reversed from their first fight in the Alien Fight Club. Very good. I like that. I like very that. good. So you can also tweet us at TV Supergirl if you have thoughts like that, like the insightful panda, uh, and you want to want to send those to us. But why don't we thank our sponsor real quick, Supergirl TV, uh, for for making it possible for us to sit here and talk about Supergirl um, just for fun, just like they do. They run the best site on the internet for Supergirl fans, Supergirl TV. It's by fans, it's for fans, it's your one stop shop uh, for all your Supergirl needs, all the spoilers, all the uh, news, all the trailers, photo galleries reviews i mean they post reviews minutes after an episode airs on the east coast it's it's baffling to me how fast they get that stuff up but they are they are working seemingly around the clock um to get the best 
Supergirl content out there for us fans. So we love One him. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. It's rock. true. It's true. Four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock. Rock. Supergirl TV puts up reviews a lot. Oh, rock around the clock. All right, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice work. I I fit that in though. Yeah, you made it work. You made it work. I like. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's it, but they're just they're phenomenal. We love them. Uh, Supergirl TV at uh, Supergirl TV site on. Uh, on Twitter, follow them there, and you get all the up to date, uh, up to the minute updates as they happen. Check them out. Thank them so much for sponsoring Supergirl TV Talk because we appreciate it. All right, my friend, I think you have a little red book to crack open. I do. Okay, so fun fact about the little red book. Little red book. Before we start, um, I made it to the last page oh, in this nice. episode. I did. Oh man, I was so sure you were going to have to to switch directions like halfway through an episode. I thought actually with this episode, I thought I was going to, but I I I shrunk my handwriting size <laughs> nice. and made and made it work to the very very last line, like crammed in. So we are good for episode eight to flip over to the other side of the notebook for next week. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. So, with that being said, Supergirl uh, episode 7 of season 2, The Darkest Place, premiering on November 21st, 2016, directed by Glenn Winter, who mm-hmm. is a superhero directing, like, maestro. Oh, yeah. I guess. I looked, directorial credits, Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, Legends, and Smallville. There it is. I was waiting for that. But those are his only directorial credits. I know. You know why? Why? He was he was a director of photography on Smallville for many years. He was actually director of photography on Arrow for many years Correct. as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh and and from well, many years, 29 episodes I should say. I think it's right. 29. A yeah. bunch. Quite a bunch. That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot. They're only up to their 100th episode this week. So, um or next week. So they're they're yeah, that's a lot. It's a big chunk. Mm-hmm. Um he was uh, he like almost half of all of Smallville though. He was he was uh, the DP. And uh then he branched out and started doing some directing and some producing. Um I think one of the first episodes he directed was maybe the JSA episode of Smallville. Um oh, good episode. Yeah, I remember it was one of the Jeff Johns written episodes. So I think it had to have been the or maybe the Legion. It, JSA or Legion, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he, he goes back and, and yeah, that's all his directing credits are are in this DC TV verse. If you if you count Smallville as part of that, it's not really, but yeah, that's that's been his thing, and he's he's cemented a role in the Berlanti verse now. Very good. Okay, yeah. so um, so we start with a flash forward, I guess, of sorts. Um, we get this. Um, we get a John Jones slash Hank Henshaw versus Supergirl. And she's like, why are you doing this? He's like, because it's time for you to die. <laughs> because it's me, Hank Henshaw slash Martian Manhunter slash John Jones slash David Harewood. Who's to say <laughs> who I am on this show right now? Um, and then we get 24 hours earlier to leave us in some suspense. When you saw that, were you like, he's Cyborg Superman. Tim is wrong. It's going to be the running motif of tonight's episode. The thought crossed my mind. And then a, a minute <sighs> or two later, a minute or two later, I saw a special guest star, Dean Kane in the credits. And yep. I was like, maybe there's still hope. Maybe there's still hope. Yeah, I know. Well, I have my exact thought process written down <laughs> okay. in my notes for how this played out for me. So we'll keep going. All right. So we get 24 hours earlier. Um, so and everyone's hanging out at the alien bar. 
uh, Wynn is not sure whether the chicken wings are chicken wings, uh, <laughs> which I really like. The Alien Bar doesn't have a name because I keep calling it the Alien Bar, but are we sure what the name is yet? I haven't noticed what the name is. I don't think they've made a point of showing us the, the sign outside or anything. I would love like Ace of Clubs or something, even though that's Metropolis traditionally, but I would love some kind of in-universe name, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an, there's kind of an in-universe nod to some another store in this episode, which I will get to later. I wonder if we saw the same thing. I, I, I Press on, and we'll, we'll get Okay. There. I shall press on. Okay. Um, so... We we get some – we're told of some Guardian exploits. You know, he's like saving the city and it's kind of intercut with like him doing some stuff if I remember correctly. Um, and Kara doesn't exactly trust the Guardian, right? She's like, I don't know. He wears a mask and I don't wear a mask and, you know, all of that stuff. Who's to say if he's trustworthy? But – Kara does wear a mask. She wears it Glasses. as Kara. Right. right. That's very hypocritical of her to say that. Like, he wears a mask. I don't wear a mask. But, yes, you do. You arguably wear a mask more than he does yeah. because you're wearing those glasses so right. people don't recognize you. You wear a disguise of your own of your own kind. You know, it's not right. the same type as his, but it's we wear a disguise. You have a secret identity that you, right. you hide. And hers required tons more forethought because, like, Jeremiah made her those glasses. You know, so right. her heat vision or x-ray vision wouldn't bother whatever else. But, it like, it, it it's like she's been wearing it for, like, a decade. So right, right. There's still a disguise. So I say, boo that girl, mm. Kara, hypocrite, even though she doesn't see it that way. And I get why she doesn't see it that way, because the reason she wears the glasses started as something a little different. Yeah. You know, she was yeah. a kid. Jeremiah made them for her, all that stuff. But still, like, you're still wearing a disguise. You're just not wearing it the same way. Um, it's just because he has a, you know, a whole helmet. You know, she's yeah. helmetist, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I'll go with that. Yeah, sure. Um, this is going to be also running th- a thing through the episode, but I noticed it right away with the Guardian scenes that were intercut. Glenn Winter's camera work is extremely kinetic yes which is not what we normally get on the show uh any of these shows really like whenever he comes on to direct an episode there's there's so much mm, staccato movement isn't the, the kind of the phrase i'm looking for um i guess kinetic camera work is describes it the way i want to but it, it is constantly moving that you know it never there's there's so rarely a, a sense of settling down even when they're at the bar the camera is circling around the table Yes, so you're you're almost yes. in a way watching kind of a play instead of a TV show because the characters are allowed to interact with one another for long periods of time instead of editing editing different responses to with different other responses from different actors. Um, so I really like that. It feel it it feels um, it lends itself to a some really great fight scenes, but also to a very uh, natural flow of dialogue when you let the actors just kind of role with the camera being on um not to say that the camera doesn't work like that for some other directors um like they don't let the they don't let the actors kind of stretch their muscles or anything like that it's just the way that his his particular style works um i noticed particularly at the alien bar with him circling around the table um there was a 360 degree like let them yeah let them have this moment together it was good i liked it Back me up on this. You're not a video game player. Right. 
But I felt like in this episode, and I noticed it right in the first couple of scenes with the Guardian, his fighting style in the way that it was filmed felt like the Arkham games, the Batman Arkham games. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the way that he moved, the particular choreography that was used, it, it was very reminiscent of that, you know, like, it was re- reminiscent of that Batman Arkham style. That's really, really cool. See, that's something I wouldn't have picked up on. I would never have picked up on that. So this is, that's really, really interesting. This is why I like, this is why I like talking about this stuff with you. You know, you always, you always have uh, an observation. You pick up on stuff that I would never have noticed in a million years. You know, well, honestly, I might not have noticed it if I wasn't in the middle of playing Arkham, not in the middle, but the beginning of playing Arkham City right now. I okay. purchased the um, the refurbished editions. You know, they redid them for uh, the first two games for PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could play them on those systems. And so I purchased them because, God forbid, I just plug in my 360. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know, but... Um, they look really great, and I, 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 it was that it had the same kind of uh, momentum, and even some of even some of the way he fought felt like felt like Batman that way, which was good. Speaking of Batman, really slick Batman reference in this episode in that bar. Did you not catch that? Uh, I don't remember tweeting? it right now. Let me. So, Kara is talking about how she does not approve of the Guardian. She doesn't like vigilantes. She's like, my cousin. He fought. He he teamed up with a vigilante once. Tons of demons, lots of gadgets. Vigilantes are you know they're not so good. They're not to be trusted. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. That's a s- super hardcore hardcore Batman reference, especially since Bat- uh, Gotham has been established in this season. That's you know, right. We're, oh, we're moving back to Gotham. Right, this is too right. much. So they've all but established that Batman is a part of this universe. I mean, Which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool, right? That's that's like, pretty that's, cool. That's pretty awesome, and that's probably the closest we're gonna get. <laughs> I don't, you know what? And it's fine. I don't need to see Batman in the Me show. Either. It's not. The, it's not the point of the show. He, he, you know, like he belongs in universe, which is fine. But like, I like that the show is about her. It's about her empowerment. It's about her saving the day. It's her city. I don't need to see Batman. It's Agreed. fine. Agreed. I like it's that he, he he's out there somewhere. It's fine. There are a lot of other things for me to enjoy Batman in, you know, but like I can't sit down and play Supergirl video games or watch a Supergirl cartoon or many Supergirl movies or whatever. Right. This is her time. Although, to be fair, we're on episode seven. So there are 27 episodes of Supergirl with her in it. And that's a that's a lot of Supergirl. Yeah, that's um, true. So um, I'm OK with that, too. Me, too. I'm happy with that. Maggie comes to talk to Alex. I which thought Alex this was going to be a not very, okay with. I thought this was going to be a very different ways. conversation than it was. You thought it was going to resolve itself more at the yeah, beginning. I thought, oh, I, but don't you know anything of how television works? It doesn't resolve I, it. Things don't resolve at the beginning of an episode. I know. You're right. I fell into the trap. I fell into the trap of thinking, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this will be not even resolve itself. Resolve itself is too strong a word. I thought we would see signs of words. We, I, I thought we would see signs of them making amends and that it would heal sure. itself in time but this episode okay. another episode whatever it didn't it didn't go that way no it didn't it got a lot of cold shoulder from yeah. alex actually um you talked about maggie before i guess we can we can talk about this now you talked about maggie before and what you thought maggie's motivations were do those pan out did those pan out for you by the end of the episode i still think that maggie may have a, a thing for Alex that she's not 
letting herself explore yet because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to get hurt or because she, uh, you know, because she thinks that Alex needs more time before she'll be ready for that kind of relationship or whatever, whatever sure. the reason might be. But I do still think that it's possible um, that that Maggie is is uh, kind of waiting, waiting on Alex to be ready. So, yes, I think even after the end of this episode, I still see the door is not completely shut to that. No, well, I think that's true. We both agreed on that last week but you said that it was out of maggie's self-preservation that she's doing that like i don't want to be hurt personally i took that as matt i maggie don't want to be hurt i don't necessarily care as much if you alex are hurt by this because it's about me maggie sawyer so is that does that hold true for you because that's how i took it last week I still the Maggie Sawyer that I know I uh, at least from comics I am thinking that it's a little bit a little more selfishly motivated of like I'm pushing you I'm keeping you at arm's length for my own self-preservation that's that's my take I think a a lot of a lot of the actions people take in relationships are out of self-preservation sure um, especially the beginning of relationships and so I I don't um, I don't disagree with that but I I, I do think that she I'm giving Maggie more credit here where I do think she cares a lot about Alex and she's doing it out of the benefit of both of them. Sure. And maybe, maybe mainly Alex because she knows it'll only benefit Maggie will only knows it'll benefit both of them in the future. Sure. Um, Monel tries to escape Cadmus prison. He is unsuccessful. Yeah, that, that doesn't go super well for him. Um, as he tries to escape, we see a, a Hank Henshaw of some kind, or a John Jones. At least um, Monel thinks it's John Jones, and he's like, "Oh no, the guy's John too. This is this is a thing that should be terrible." <laughs> um, so all good. But then we cut immediately to John Jones and the DEO, and what? people are like, "What is going on? There's no flashback here. What is happening? There's just two of them. Did David Harewood grow a twin? Who's to say?" So what was your thought process when you saw that? Uh, I saw that, and I was like, I'm probably wrong. Yeah. you started like, tell, I yeah. saw that, and I was like, that's Hank Henshaw. That's Hank Henshaw who's alive. Maybe he's not Cyborg Superman, but, but Hank he's Henshaw alive. is alive. I, I can, like, I can give to that. That's okay. Right. right I right. can give to that. Um, Magan brings Jean a tasty drink. Um, and she's like, here, have this tasty drink out of this very reusable, recyclable um, aluminum container. Because I'm, uh, I am planet conscientious. Because guess what, my entire planet was made up of dust. <laughs> not gonna let, not gonna make that mistake again. Right. And as we've seen, Jean drink a lot of water. Maybe they need water to survive. You know, I'm just saying. Um, and so Jean is like, this is. Oh, you use ghost peppers, you know, or she says she used ghost peppers. And Sean's like, just my grandmother used to make us drink this or we enjoyed drinking this or, you know, Sean smiled a lot in this episode. Did you notice that? I did. Yes. There was a yes. lot of smiling. He was like, hey, it's me, Sean Jones. I'm the smiley version of Hank Henshaw. And, <laughs> and that's how you know early on in this episode that things are not going to end on a happy note for him. In this, yeah, in this episode? Because he was smiling a lot at the beginning. If yeah. he starts out happy, which he's never happy. So if he starts out happy in this episode, things are going to turn south. Yeah, he's a little grumbly. Even when in like his happiest day, he's like, Ugh. yeah, you know what? My planet is still dead. 
Like, yeah. good, Sean. Good, good early morning <laughs> meeting. Glad I came in for this. You didn't even bring donuts for us. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, right. You know, my shift doesn't start till noon. Thanks for bringing me in at six a.m. <laughs> Thanks, good. boss. Excellent. Love you. Okay. Um, Jean hallucinates hallucinates um, his family. Um, he's like, oh my god, my CG family. They're right there. <laughs> what do I do? Um, not necessary to call them out of CG. I wouldn't expect them to be real people. Um, <laughs> but he's like, oh no, I'm seeing computer generated images of my family. Does this mean I'm Cyborg Superman? No, it, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I can't drink this delicious drink you made for me. I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself, Magan. Show yourself to the door to this clan- clandestine government organization you also just happened to let yourself into. Wait, was that in the DEO when that happened? Yeah, of oh course it was God, in the I DEO. That. I thought she- it was at the bar or outside the bar. No, it's in the DEO. They oh, are man. the worst. <laughs> they are the worst at so I th- oh, basic, basic security. It's just, it's awful. That's so funny. I'm gonna have yeah. to go back and, and rewatch that. That is so funny. They're in like a side meeting room. So this it's, is becoming a thing now. Like this is this is. I'm becoming... sure there are there are certain people must be on clearance lists. Like oh James Olsen, you can come up. Oh you know Miss Martian, Magan Maraz, you can come up. You know they have to be. This I is the guess. only reason that that's okay. Otherwise it's not okay. Yeah. All right, it's okay. Everything's fine. It's fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's good for you. You like it. It's good for you. You like it. Okay, good. Wow, that was a callback to when we were friends 10 years ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, no one will ever know the truth of that story. I don't even know where that started. <laughs> I don't even that know either. deep cut of friendship right there. <laughs> um, okay, so guardian, we get some guardian shenanigans, um, which were very cool. Um, I, I, You know, he, he was like, I'm the guardian. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop this, you know, robbery or whatever of, you know, Newsboy Wine and Liquor. Yes, that that was the one. Yes, Yes. Newsboy Wine and Liquor. That was it. Let's go. Okay. Newsboy Wine and Liquor. The Newsboys for, or the Newsboy Legion. Newsboy Legion. For those unaccustomed to the comics of the Silver and Bronze Age of comics, uh, was a, the Newsboys were like, basically Jimmy Olsen's like little team of like, we're going to stop corruption in the city and it's going to be great. And we're hooligans and whatever else. Um, I really enjoyed that. Also the newsboy Legion uh, was heavily involved in the, not the origins of Cadmus, but you know, the first time we've seen the first time we saw Cadmus in comics. Yeah, yeah, they were they were mostly like aliens and like mutants and 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 stuff like that who were who you know masqueraded during the day as as human boys who sold sold the newspapers, sold the Daily Planet newspapers on the street corner. That's how right. you know this from the Silver Age when they sold newsboys. And right. uh, well, they, and those they were friendly boys, guys though. Those newsboys grew up to be the scientists in Cadmus. Yes, like crazy, like. That's a that was cool. That was good. Cool. Good little pull. Very right subtle. There. It was in the background. I, I'm surprised both of us saw that. Like usually with something like that, only one of us catches it. I know. I'm surprised it was both of us. Yeah. And I, I might be wrong because I mean, let's. I mean, silver and bronze. Age, silver and bronze age is one thing, but the newsboys are even like a sub genre 
of like trying to find stuff in the Silver and Bronze Age, but I'm pretty sure Guardian was the original Guardian. Jim Harper was a part of the Newsboys in some capacity, like he appeared quite frequently in those comics. Yeah, he may not have been a Newsboy himself. I don't. I don't think. No, uh, I don't think he was a Newsboy, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he was in those comics. Yeah, I remember. So the Newsboys made a resurgence in like the early '90s, uh, like around the death of Superman time, and and during that whole uh, time period. Uh, and and Guardian Guardian had some some stories around that time as well. So they definitely coexisted in the comics mm. at the, around the same I, time. Just nuts that like so Jim James or Jimmy Olsen is the Guardian in this show. Yeah, but the Guardian and Jimmy Olsen separately were an important part of the Newsboy Legion mm. in mm-hmm. Bronze and Silver Age comics. And here it is as a liquor store tying it all together. I like it. You know, I think liquor stores are the new newspapers of the 21st century. <laughs> I think that's what this show is really trying to tell us. I think you're right. You know, you know, forget BuzzFeed and Facebook, folks. Alcohol is real where the real news is. Oh, yeah. At least the news will be more entertaining with the Newsboy <laughs> liquor store. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, I haven't heard the bell in a long time. It's been Very a while. good. Um, so, um, James, this is super cool. Um, like grappling hook flip thingy with the guy. Yes, I don't know how to describe it, but it was awesome, and it I really cool. liked it. It was great. And then he drives off on his little motorcycle. Uh, and I'm the guardian. Very good. Frank is making motorcycle motions as we speak. Vroom vroom. Just like it's just like you're on one, mm-hmm. and I'm Doctor Jones, Doctor Henry Jones on the sidecar mm. going. No, oh, are we going to take the boat? What about the boat? <laughs> yeah. Um, very good. Very I know. Indeed. Um, so, now I'm just thinking about Indiana Jones. Can't help <laughs> it. Um, so then this guy, this guy who's pro- causing problems in uh, National City gets executed by this guy who we only see upside down, who we later learn to be a particular – a very particular uh, DC Comics villain, which I will get to. I think I'll reveal that when we get to the reveal of it. I will leave that as mysterious person for Ooh. now. Um, and Snapper comes back, right? I know, we, for the first time Snapper in like again. two or three episodes. Feels good. Feels good. I like Snapper. Feels good to see him again. Um, and yet again, I say, Snapper is right? Question mark? Um James is very like, what is this Guardian news? Tell me about this Guardian news that me, the head of, you know, the head of CatCo, you know, me, James Olsen. I need to know all about this Guardian news. It's very <laughs> important. I need to make executive decisions about headlines. Guardian. Guardian. Me. It's me. The Guardian. James Olsen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, um, um, you know, James is very clear, like, Guardian did not kill that man. That's not his M.O. or whatever. And Snapper is like, there's security footage. Looks like Guardian, smells like Guardian, tastes like Guardian. Who's to say if it's not Guardian or not? Um, I I mean, obviously it's not Guardian, and James is correct. Like, he did not kill that guy. Right. It's very obvious he didn't, even to the viewer. But Snapper's right. 18 stories, in 18 headline stories about Supergirl in the last month. James definitely has a bias. Has a he bias. Has a super, he, his best friend is Superman. And his very short-term girlfriend, now very close friend, Supergirl slash Kara, is an important part of his life. He has a superhero bias. That's not a bad thing. I th- I mean, when you're head of the major corporation... It kind of is. It's kind of a bad thing to yeah. have a bias But 
everybody has a bias. Everybody has biases, but but this is a pretty blatant one. Like he, this is the kind of thing where, again, I, I bring this up once in a while, and I really if. I've said we've said it before. If you're like a journalist or you work in the news or anything like that, and you're listening right now, please shoot us a note, SupergirlTVTalk at gmail dot com, because I'd really love to hear from you. I feel like there is a major ethical problem here where he really has a conflict of interest and he should be recusing himself, but he mm-hmm. can't because then he'd be betraying uh, her secret identity and 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 his own uh, you know nighttime identity and all that kind of stuff. So, but what he's doing is ethically really really gray if not completely wrong it's sketch um, balls mm-hmm. it's real sketch balls yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right um speaking of sketch balls um win just showing up in catco be like hi hey, it's me it's win i used to work here but don't worry i'm just gonna freak out in front of your new new boss not my boss though james olsen and be like hey guardian we've got a serious problem here <laughs> you're you're accused of murder we definitely did not murder that guy but i I will not survive in prison. I've seen every episode of Oz. <laughs> that was so, so great. That was so. That was like, oh, if, if there is, if there is a win quote of the week, that was the one. I've seen a every winner, episode of Oz, oh. if you will. Oh, uh, maybe it is a win quote of the week now for winners. Mm. Mm-hmm. The winners circle. The winners circle. That's just, I think just the winning quote of the week. Will, yeah. Yeah, winning. You winning. know, yeah. Can you can you edit in um, Charlie Sheen? I'd really going? rather not. Okay. <laughs> and Shut thus down. ended uh, and thus ended our segment of the week. Winning. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> um, Frank refused to do two seconds of extra work. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, when and I have this in common, I also would not survive in prison. Prison is a real fear. <laughs> not a real fear. It's like you know, like. You know, getting eaten by a shark is a real fear. No, it's not. I don't go in the ocean enough <laughs> to get eaten to feel like I need to, like I will get eaten by a shark, even though I live close to the water. Um, but it's like, it's a real, like, I might, I, I might get swarmed by jellyfish. Who's to say, you know, um, you know, I don't know, but like going to prison, that's a big one. All right. Great. Um, so Jean, Jean is, um, meditating. In John is meditating in that room, uh, and Kara is kind of not spying on him, but she, you know, she walks in, she sees him, she lets him kind of finish his thing, and he's like, "Oh, I finished. I learned this from a Shaolin monk in the 1800s because it's me, John Jones. I'm pretty awesome like that. I've <laughs> been around. Not a new I get kid around. On the block. Oh, I get around. Oh, I get around. Oh, give me your thoughts. Uh, I thought the the reference to the to him being really old was really cool. I thought yeah, the like Tai Chi thing reference? was really okay. cool. I don't Whatever. know if it was actually Tai Chi. I guess it probably wasn't, but it looked a whole lot like Tai Chi. Uh, someone please instruct me in as to what it actually in was. Tai Chi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh. In Tai Chi. Yeah. Actually, instruct me in Tai Chi, uh, so I can be like those those elderly people in the park every morning when I walk to work. Um, is that really a thing? Do you really have that? Oh yeah. Are there elderly people in the park doing Tai Chi on your way to work? Oh yeah, for real. God, what a play! What a time to be alive! I know, I know. Look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. How lucky we are to be alive right now. You got look. It. I do a lot of singing on this show. Eventually, I'm going to need you to pick up the pick up the slack. You got a very nice voice in there. I've heard it. You're a talented musician. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm going to need you to. I'm going to need you to burst out randomly into song instead of just mentioning lyrics to things like Alexander Hamilton and you know. 
It, I feel like the singing is kind of your thing on this show, so I like to provoke you as much as I can. It's yeah, it's working. I I actually suppress quite a bit, and for the amount yeah. that I actually burst out a song randomly, there's a lot that I let pass by. <laughs> you hear that, folks? There's a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, right. Or just a reason to extend the show even longer than it already yeah, exactly. is. Speaking of, let's move on. Um, Jean confides in in Kara and Supergirl. I'm going to say Supergirl because she was wearing her costume. Uh, that he is seeing visions of his family, which I thought was very brave of Jean, and and tells us a lot about the relationship that they have. Where he's like, "I'm having hallucinations. It's cool. I'm just meditating about it right now." Mm-hmm. And Kara is like, "Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, my parents would tell me that you know, like nothing will replace them, but it's okay to move on." And Jean is like. Huh, interesting. Maybe I should give Magan a call and give me, <laughs> and drink that drink that's probably gone cold now, but probably not, because it was in that super cool aluminum canister. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe they can. Maybe they can merge in the Martian way. Ugh, it still sounds weird. <laughs> still weird. It's just a creepy way to say anything. Still weird. It's merge. It's the word merge. It's merge. Merge is merge, what does it, yeah. Moist. It's all in that family. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. The family. Yeah. Okay. It's a little gross. A little gross sounding. Yeah. Um, so, Guardian Guardian has some information about some, you know, some shady dealings down oh, by yes. that bridge. You know, and he's like, I gotta go fight them. And was like, oh, my God. You're right. We can stop him. Let's let's go let's do this. Let's do it. Let's 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 get the team together. And team you know what? Two it, all, all two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the other guy shows up with the red mask and he's like, um, you know, you should join me, Guardian. You've been on the scene for about a week, but I <laughs> I think you have what. And me, I've been on the scene even less than that. But I think we could team up together. I think <laughs> you and me right now, we could we could be together. He's we could like have a. a He's like a more desperate Darth Vader. He's a little like, together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. I'll never join you. (laughs) I actually thought of it more like the Spider-Man Green Goblin scene for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Like, you know, where his little eyes slit up and he's like, you know, you're a majestic creature, Spider-Man, or whatever he says to him. <laughs> I love the way that your blue and red complement one another. You know, <laughs> I love the way you too. leap from skyscraper to skyscraper with so Me, much grace. I have a glider, but it's really more of a rocket ship on my feet. <laughs> you know, we call it a glider, but you know what? It doesn't glide on the wind at all. It is, in fact, propelled by this engine at the bottom of this thing that is strapped <laughs> to my feet. I don't know why we call it a glider. Possibly because I love alliteration. Me, the goblin glider, riding on top of by the green <laughs> goblin. That's me. You know, Mr. Alliteration. You know, frontward rhyming, as I like to call it. You I know, remember that conversation very rhyming. well. Yeah, yeah. That conversation, very yeah. good, right? Yeah. No, I think you know we nailed it right about. there. Yeah. You know, this is my green goblin crap. My crappy green goblin impression kind of reminds me of my sassy Palpatine mm, impression from Beer yes, with yes. Geeks. Yeah, from our other show. It's kind of like that. It is kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, it's me, Emperor Palpatine. I'll just put my, oh, I got to walk, so I got to put my wrists in front, hands down. Okay, here we go. I look super evil when I do this. I look so good. All right, anyway. um, So other guy says, join me. And Guardian's like, I'll never join you. I'm the Guardian. Um, 
other guy who I will reveal identity later um, kills one dude but doesn't kill the other dude and all the cops show up all all three cops in the city show up um, it's me Maggie Sawyer I'm a, <laughs> I'm a cop in the city um, and so um, and the guardian is like oh no this guy disappeared without any smoke bomb how can I deal with that do you notice that that the guy in the red mask was like oh look the cops I'm gonna run as fast as the wind <laughs> and disappear. Like, where did you go? Where did he go? He nowhere. He disappeared. It was amazing. Yeah, that's it. Was uh... amazing. That was it. Was incredible, incredible disappearing act. But anyway, Guardians like I ain't running that fast, man. You know, I had some burritos before I came out the fight. <laughs> It's just um, not happening, man. I am I am not running fast. Okay. So he throws a smoke bomb down instead. And so which I really I really liked. Slight missed opportunity for him to grappling hook up to the bridge above him, like Tim Burton Batman style. Like, oh no, cops are all around me. Bat pivot, bat pivot, smoke <laughs> bomb. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Axis I got chemicals. It. I got it. <sighs> yeah. Up in the air. I did like that he threw the bomb and then just ran to the ru- to the left. Yep. He's like, boom, be distracted by the smoke. I'm going to run over there. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was so yeah. just like, boom, smoke bomb. Goodbye. Yep. Oh, no, you can still see me run. And then I was like, where did he go? Yeah, there he's behind the car. He didn't actually run far at all. He just ran behind the car. Yep. It's okay. Were you just going to wait here until we went away? What's What happened? Nah, I'm just kidding. I like all of it. Um, <laughs> Supergirl gets a transmission in her head. Because, you know, she's flying along and she's like, Guardian's over here. She's like, I'm finally going to stop this guy once and for all. This guy who's been doing no problems to me whatsoever. I just don't like him for reasons. For reasons. Um, For reasons. Uh, You know what? But she gets distracted um, by Dr. Cadmus, who we will get her real name later in this episode. We will. Which I'm also happy about. But to Uh, me, she'll always be Dr. Cadmus Luther. Dr. Dr. Cadmus Luther. Right. Cadmus, we learn in this episode, in case we didn't know before is one of the first Greek heroes and he is famous for killing monsters. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did before not know this? that. I didn't either. Isn't it sad that I was never like, what does Cadmus stand for? Where did that name come from? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, and, and I, I can't, I don't have a source to quote right now, but I feel like somewhere um, in the comics, Cadmus was um, an acronym for something. Um, and now I, I, I can't remember what it was, but uh, I, I always assumed that it was just a made-up word um, being used, being used, uh, you know, because just because whatever the letters sounded sounded something out. I never really, I never really thought to Google it either or look into it either. So I, I felt kind of silly myself because as soon as they said that, I was like, I bet that's, I bet that's real, and it turns out it is. Um, but yeah, I never, I never looked into it either. Okay, well, I have some history lesson about Cadmus for you. That's not the acronym, but I did look it up afterwards because I was like, I need to see what Cadmus is all about. So I'm going to read this directly from abbreviations.com, the most coveted news source in the world. The Phoenician prince, son of King Agenor, 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 of Tyre, was sent by his royal parents to seek and return his sister Europa, the moon, mm. after being abducted by Phoenicia by Zeus, credited for founding the Greek city of Thebes, where Hercules fights the Hydra in the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Is it the Hydra? Yes, the Hydra. Um, and inventing the Greek alphabet. So cool. Arguably, Cadmus is a really big deal. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I should have known that about especially about the Greek alphabet, but I didn't. Interesting. I'm a little, I'm a little sad about that. Yeah, me too. Me too. But that's okay. You know what? I didn't know. It's okay. I'm glad that I know now. We learned. We learned something today. We learned something today. Um, according to according to Wikipedia, after Crisis on Infinite Earths in 1985, Cadmus was reintroduced as Project Project Cadmus, which yes. was was which was for the Greek legend of Cadmus. Gotcha. Okay. Um, hey. Project Cadmus before that was founded by Dabney Donovan. Yes, I remember. And uh, yes, I remember Dabney Donovan. Yes, yes, yes. That's a credit for non-human creations of project referred to as DN aliens. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's all coming back is, to me now. It's all coming back. You did that on purpose, didn't no, you? No, actually, that one wasn't on purpose. Sorry. <sighs> wasn't baiting you. Hey, it. let's let's uh, let's let's uh, let's press onward. Tally ho. Okay. Um, so she goes to this, you know, this black site of some kind with the with the uh, staircase that's almost in every CW show ever yes, at some true. point. Where is that staircase? I, like, I don't want to visit that building at this point. Like, uh, me too. Yeah. You've been in a lot of shows. Mm. A lot of them. You I would are, like to. You're an iconic multiple, staircase. Multiple times. You're kind of an iconic staircase. Yeah. It's probably just the CW offices. <laughs> you know, it's like use, well, it's, use our lobby staircases. Yeah. It's quite all right. It's definitely yeah. it's definitely somewhere in Vancouver that uh, that they they visit quite often. You know what? I'll take you up on that. I just believe you. Okay. Um. So it turns out that Hank Henshaw, John Jones slash Marshman Hunter person that we saw earlier in the first scene of the episode is in fact the real Hank Henshaw. Well, the real Hank Henshaw. Please stand please, up. Please stand up. Please stand up. Okay, so um, Cadmus saved his life. We don't know why they were there in the jungle with the D.E.O. when he supposedly died. It doesn't. I don't think it matters. Doesn't either. really matter. I don't think it matters. Doesn't matter. Um, Cadmus is Cadmus is the thing. Yep. And so he's working for them because they're doing what the D.E.O. used to do, mm-hmm. and now he believes in stopping aliens, and that's what that's what the D.E.O.'s job was originally. And they've kind of once John Jones took over as Hank Henshaw, they've kind of moved into locking up dangerous aliens, but you know, yeah. st- stopping aliens, but not all of them. I, I I I liked his reasoning. I totally bought it. They saved my life. Cadmus is doing what I was originally trying to do with the EO. I'm 100% in line with them. No question. Mm-hmm. Kara heat visions his face. <laughs> yep, because that's what you do. And I was like, oh, no, maybe he's dead. And the real cyborg Superman will show up because <laughs> I still don't believe it's him. Enhanced. Should have my thought process. Sure, he's enhanced. He doesn't look like a cyborg to me. He looks like a regular Hank Henshaw. She heat visions his face, and half of it is all metallic and Terminator-y and all that stuff. And yep. I'm like, still doesn't prove that he's cyborg Superman. <laughs> he's kind of a robot. It's okay. And then he beats her into submission, and he says, "I'm cy- Hank Henshaw's dead. I'm cyborg Superman. I'm like, well, that clenches that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that closes the book on that one. That closes the book. I close my riddle, little red book. And I plunged my head into the toilet. Aww. No, I didn't. My head doesn't fit in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just so... kidding. I have a regular sized head. Oh, okay, good, good. 
Uh, you say, oh, like you're surprised. <laughs> like, you know what my head looks like. You're looking at it right now. I, I am. I am. But I've never seen it in a toilet, so I don't know what it's going to fit or not. I've never seen it in a toilet. I wasn't picked on in school. Mm, that's good. I um, I was sad for you that, that it, it, it does very much seem like you were wrong. Um, so, sorry. Um, I, I was hoping that for that to be the, the case as well. But uh, it did seem a little unusual... Or, or I should say, it was an interesting, this interesting choice to have him say, "I'm Cyborg Superman." I agree. I think it's like, okay, this is not the case, and I know it's not the case. Sure, okay, but let's let's see. It feels like it was said for me, like because they knew I wouldn't believe it. So it's like <laughs> we need to make we need to make David and say I'm Cyborg Superman. So this one listener out of our million our, our one watcher out of millions of viewers is like, all right, yeah, okay, I guess I guess he is Cyborg Superman. <laughs> just to Superman. remove any doubt for Tim yep. Gannon, let's just say let's just say I'm Cyborg Superman. I mean, that's exactly right. You know, I I do feel like it was done for comic book fans, right? Like like they, they absolutely said, right. So like obviously like they said they they, they used the name. It just seemed like. He had none of the other okay, uh, characteristics I, of Cyborg actually, Superman, other than being being Hank Henshaw's a good start, being a cyborg's a good start. But like, he wasn't wearing a Superman suit. He wasn't okay, trying to impersonate. Right, okay, you know, so none let's, of that. let's let's break this down for a second because I want to I, I I want to talk about it from a show's perspective, and I want to talk about it from a comic fan's perspective okay, because okay. we have two. We do have two versions of listeners. We have some who have never read a comic, and we have some who are extremely involved in the comic in comic continuity so i i, I want to break it down for both so from a from a book's perspective okay from let's start with the comic books perspective hank henshaw was a um was an astronaut who went to space with his wife and two other people not unlike Mr. Fantastic, you know, Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four of, you know, Marvel's Fantastic Four. They were kind of that kind of knockoff. Um, and, you know, weird. They went to space and weird stuff started happening to them and, you know, body heart and all that stuff. Eventually, his body kind of, you know, went away and he, you know, he replaced it and rebuilt himself as a Superman lookalike um, who became the cyborg Superman because he, he looked like Superman except that he was a cyborg and part of him looked like a cyborg. He blamed L- like Superman shot in this episode. Yeah. 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 He blamed, he blamed Superman for the death of his wife and, and their crew. Um, so he decided he was going to, once he was able to rebuild himself, he was going to masquerade as Superman and ruin Superman's good name, uh, by doing, by, by doing terrible things. Okay, great. So let's stop it there. That's that's all we need to know. Yep. So from that perspective, from a comics perspective, the only there are only two things in common. One, yeah, he's Hank Henshaw, yep. the real Hank Henshaw, and yeah, he's got a metallic face. Mm-hmm. So he's so he's a cyborg, cyborg, and he calls himself Cyborg Superman. Sure, that's it. From the show's point of view, which I don't think it does. It doesn't spend time on this, and I, I hope it does at another point. But from the show's point of view, Cadmus, led by Dr. Luther, Dr. Cadmus Luther, who I will reveal her name later, even though we all watch the episode, so it doesn't matter. But I'm going in order. Um, they have taken Hank, and he is the antithesis of Superman. Superman is a fully bodied, flesh and blood, 
I am here to protect everyone, alien and human alike. Okay? From the show's point of view, Hank is, I mean, xenophobist, I guess. A gom racist, I guess. You know, he's a xenophobist. I'm not here for everybody. I'm here for, I am here to protect only humans. I'm here to kill aliens. I am not full flesh embodied. I am enhanced. I'm a cyborg. I am not a natural being. He is the he is the he is the mirror image of Superman in that way. So by calling himself the cyborg Superman, Cadmus is rebranding Superman. Yeah. By giving us this version, this Hank Henshaw, the cyborg Superman, which I like a lot. I need him to wear the Superman crest yeah. to be the cyborg Superman. Agreed. Otherwise, he's just calling himself the cyborg Superman. It's kind of random otherwise. Yeah, right. right. You can – all that – what I just said makes total sense, but from a branding point of view, you need to wear the brand. Right. You can't so – wear the Right. Exactly. So wear yeah. the brand. Now, like, that doesn't say that he's not going to wear the brand in some kind of way later. I'm just saying right now he – you know, he didn't. His first appearance, he didn't. So by saying, I'm Cyborg Super... Hank Henshaw is dead. I'm Cyborg Superman. There's no context. Exactly. For him exactly. to say that. There was no context that reveal, especially for people who don't even know the name Cyborg Superman. Exactly. So that, that, that yeah, I agree with you. That, and that reasoning you gave could absolutely turn out to be the case or something very similar to it could turn out to be the case. But, but they didn't give that to us. So it just felt like... Okay, it I know who Cyborg Superman is. Even even says we we know who Cyborg Superman is. We're we're comic fans and whatever else. But I I heard that and I was like, that sounds weird. Yeah, it, yeah, it did. It just felt out of place. I am looking forward to more explanation on this. I like that. It seems that we're beginning. Like it wasn't like a one-off Cyborg Superman. Yeah. Like here he is. Okay, goodbye. I think we're gonna get more of him, and I really like that. Me too. Um, Me too. I I really like this opposing the opposing version of Hank Henshaw that we're getting. But it does feel out. Of, it does kind of feel out of place it, it when does he, when he said that. It does. You but know what? But but that's the nature of television. Sometimes things are said mm-hmm. and things will be explained later. Exactly. You know, exactly. you don't need to explain, you know, it's not a two hour movie. It's 22 hours mm-hmm. of television. Right. So you have time to space things out. That's right. Uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I look forward to seeing this be explained. But I, I, I Cyborg Superman, is, you know, reminds me of one of my favorite comic book stories, that, you know, going going back uh, to uh, to the early 90s. I mentioned before that. Tell the, me about that story, Frank. Tell I, me about it. I will. Uh, you know, Death of Superman was a very formative story in the early days of my reading comics. Um, and, uh, you know, in particular, the, the piece called Reign of the Superman. And that's where Cyborg Superman and, and some other uh, big characters were revealed. And, and there was this big story where, oh, which one of these, you know, Superman's dead. Which one of these four are the real Superman come back to life? And one of them was Cyborg Superman. Um, this story is one of my all-time favorites, something that I reread, if not, you know, every single year, certainly every every couple of years. It's something that really, really I have always uh, had a, a real strong connection to. Uh, and it's actually available right now at InStockTrades.com, uh, our sponsor. Uh, you can check out InStockTrades.com for uh, your collected editions, your trade paperbacks, your hardcovers, uh, all the collected versions of your comic books you can get. You can get delivered right to your door. You can go to DCBService.com and get your... Uh, your monthly uh, shipments, your your weekly shipments of, of comic books sent to you uh, on the reg. You know, the Super, Supergirl comic that's out there right now by Steve Orlando is 
brilliant. Has been doing some great stuff. Actually, Cyborg Superman makes an appearance in that comic as well. Uh, and there's a different continuity happening with that right now. I won't spoil it if anyone's if one's someone's not current on it. But the last two or three issues in particular have really focused on Cyborg Superman, and I, I think you you owe it to yourself to to read that book as well. Uh, you can get that delivered every month. New issue sent to you uh, from DCB Service. Uh, if you're interested in that Reign of the Superman trade paperback, though, uh, I encourage you go to Instock Trades, look it up. It's called Reign of the Superman. Reign R E I G N. Reign of the Superman. Uh, and the trade paperback, uh, it's 338 glorious pages. It's a it's a it's a hefty book. It's a chunk chunky book. Uh, normally it'd be 25 bucks, but the Instock Trades price you say 45 percent, and it's only 13 dollars and 74 cents. Uh, 13 for the, for the size of Reign of the Superman, that yeah. is a ridiculously yeah. cheap price yeah it's 400 it's pages l- it's a lot of pages it's it's a huge book um it, that's a great great value uh for a for a great great book with some you know some of the great uh talent uh you know dan jurgens john bogdanov bread breeding all these great artists and writers uh coming together on this this uh legendary at this point story uh, so check it out at instocktrades.com and dcbservice.com. Uh, and at DCB Service, you can also get your digital comics, get 5% off on all your digital comics purchases through, go through their portal. You can go to Comixology or My Digital Comics and get 5% back um, so that your uh, your spending uh, on your on your comic books is kind of fueling itself, propelling itself forward. So check them out at instocktrades.com and dcbservice, as in discountcomicbookservice.com. Uh, and we thank them for sponsoring Supergirl TV Talk. Very good. Very good. Okay. I want to continue. Oh, I shoot. I should have said this before you did the great segue into Cyborg Superman's story slash sponsor. Traditionally, Cyborg Superman I is red. His is blue on the show. That's right. I think I have the reason for this. I would like to hear your reason first. I don't know if this is a reason, but I, it's an observation uh, that, you know, Kara's um, heat vision is also blue uh, on the show, and that's usually red. And I can't help but notice that this is red and, and, and normally red, and, and here it's blue as well. Um, so that's an observation, a correlation. I don't know if I have a reason in mind. What's, what's your theory? Okay, my th- that's a good theory. I thought of that as well. Um, <laughs> on a side note, um, listener and sometimes guest on the show, Palmer, just texted me and said, why isn't there a new Supergirl episode yet? <laughs> and I spoiled. texted him back and I said, we're recording it right now. And he says, checks watch. Hurry up. <laughs> God, Palmer will get you when it gets you, okay? All right. Anyway. Shout out to Palmer. Um, so my thought is we're looking at two Hank Henshaws here. One John Jones, one Hank Henshaw, which I think we can finally put to bed now that we finally call John John and Hank Hank. Yes? Yes. Okay. Even though I say that every episode with a different reason, I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is the most finite reason I could possibly have to call him John Jones. Okay. Very good. All right. Great. John Jones. His eyes also glow, but they glow red. Oh, right. Of course. Duh. So we need to, for the audience, we need to differentiate the difference in these two characters. It's so simple. How do I not get that? And so one is blue and one is red. You're 100% right. Because Hank's eyes glow red in this episode to like, do you remember? Hey, remember, his eyes glow red, but this one's blue. 
please remember that these two things happen. So, you know, when you see one blue, when you see one red, you'll know which one it is. You're 100% right, and it, I can't wait to see them eventually fight each other. Because that, that's definitely going to happen. I actually didn't even think of that. Very good. We're yes. so going to see... This like like both of them fight with the same face. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna see yep. them both with Hank Henshaw's face fighting one another at some point. That has to happen. That's a great day. That's not even a spoiler. That's just conjecture. But that's that, gotta happen. That's a great day for everybody except David Harewood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's probably pretty cool. I mean, he was a comic Everyone book fan. Gets we the talked to him last off. year. David, you gotta fight yourself. We're gonna be here a while. I mean, we oh, talked to him okay. you know, just about a year ago, and he's a big nerd about this stuff. Like, he's yeah, he really is. excited about it. I he think it would be a great day so, for him. I can't. I wonder what that was like for him when they went, like, guess what? <laughs> you get to actually still play Cyborg Superman, the character you were originally supposed to play until right. you were like, guess what? No, just kidding. You're a Martian. Yep, yep. Like, ah, so cool. We should call him again. We should talk we should. to him again. Yeah, I'd love to catch up with him. Yeah, okay. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, we should do a lot of things. You know what we should really do? Continue talking about this episode. Sounds oh good. Oh, my God. Ugh. All right. So the science police put a warrant out on Guardian. Um, and Maggie's on the TV. Alex, her TV friend is on there. Um, Wynn tries to convince Alex um, and to have Maggie lay off the Guardian. Uh, and Alex is like, I will. I will kill you with a finger. I will threaten you. I can six different ways. I could tell you tell you the information with this index finger. Reason number one is just pointing at you, and when will you will tell me the information? And he does. It's James. It's James. It's James. I don't don't I don't know what the five other ways are. Number one is pointing. <laughs> I don't know what the other five ways are, but I don't want to see them. And that's it's why okay. he wouldn't make it in prison. No, he absolutely would not make it in prison, which is okay. Neither would I. Mm. Me and Wynn have a lot in common. Win and I. <laughs> me and Win. Ugh. I hate myself. Okay. Um, I like that in this scene, actually, before he gives himself up, Win calls Jean Hank and then corrects himself to Jean, which is another like, up. Oh, you have to call him Jean now. You're Jean now. Yeah. Because Win's doing it, you also have to call right, him Jean. Right. And now that you uh, you mentioned it, that's actually, yeah, that's, that's definitely what's... What's going on there? I really, uh, I love this furthering of Wynn and Alex's relationship this season uh, and their their friendship. I, I I like seeing them, their 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 interactions, and this where he just completely gives up James like that in a heartbeat was hilarious. Hilarious! Oh my god, ridiculous! Yep, just like it's James, it's James. Don't hurt me. I have low like, threshold for pain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like he's basically a sidekick for. For a vigilante superhero, and he's like, ah, it's him. Yep, it's him. I'm microchip to the Punisher. Just don't hurt yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay. So all that's fine. She's like, I will deal with both of you later. I will deal with you. I, with the Win-Alex relationship might actually be my favorite in, thing in the show. Across, the, like, their dynamic is my favorite in mm. this show so far. It's my favorite new dynamic this season. Yes, they get, yeah. not in comparison with last season. Yeah, New yeah. dynamic this season, it's Wynn and Alex. They're my favorite. Kind of unexpected, but I like it. Oh, I, I like the way the tables have turned. Sideways. <laughs> All right, so Supergirl is in a cage in Cadmus, 
and she tries to break out, but Monel, who is her next door neighbor in a cage, is like, "No, they're made of nth metal from a Thanagar. Love you that. can't get out." That was. Those are two super nerdy things said in a very quick succession that I was like, whoa, this show is on the CW now. I would have been happy if they had said it's made from nth metal and moved on. I would have been happy if they would have said it's made of metal from Thanagar and moved on. But the fact that they said nth metal from Thanagar, I was like, ah, ah, that's a thing. That's All right. So for those of you um, uncomically trained, um, (laughs) nth metal is a very hard alloy, as we saw from the show, because she couldn't break break out of it um from the planet thanagar which he also says the planet thanagar is host to a race of aliens um most notably the most notable of those being hawkman and hawk girl who have real names but i'll call them hawkman and hawk girl for everybody so you know who they are hawk girl i think is most prevalent in two different places one of them being on the justice league and justice league unlimited show from uh from cartoon network uh where most people know her from i think um, if not the comics, and she was in season one of uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which you can find on the CW, the CW app, or Netflix, um, if you want to catch up, if you're interested in any of that, which all connects to Supergirl this season now that's on the CW. Um, Hawkman comes from the same planet. He is not as a big of a part of Legends of Tomorrow, though he is in it, and he's not a very big part of the Justice League cartoon, but he is also in that Whew, that was nicely done. The most concise way I probably could have said that. Great. Okay. Um, all that for an Easter egg. Great. Um, Alex implores Maggie to give up the Guardian Hunt now that she knows that it's James. Um, and Alex, I mean, Maggie's like, nah, I'm not gonna. Mm. No, I'm not gonna keep dropping my mic. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> not gonna keep dropping my mic. It is a precar is on a precarious stand tonight. Okay. Um and uh Maggie's like, No, I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna keep being Maggie Sawyer. Mm. And Alex is like, Fine, then here are all my feelings. <laughs> right. If you're not gonna do this one favor for me, I'm just I mean, it was a better transition than how I just described it, but these are all the things that I'm feeling right now, Maggie Sawyer. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Including how much I love your name. Maggie Sawyer. <laughs> I like, uh, so yeah, they, they have this very honest conversation, as you were saying, about how Maggie's all like, listen, are we friends? Are we not? Like, how is, you know, I want to be your friend. What What is this? And Mag- and Alex is very upfront and she's like, listen, like, I, I told you how I feel. I want to be your friend, but it's going to take some time. I need to heal, whatever. You know, like it's basically like I uh-huh. I want to I want to do this. I want to want to be your friend. It's hard, but I still want. I'd rather have you in my life than not. So, I like I liked the way that she delivered yeah. all these lines too. I there's a lot of honesty coming from Alex in the past couple uh, in the past couple of episodes, but for whatever reason, this confrontation with Maggie that she has, where she just kind of unloads everything, mm-hmm. felt the most honest. Mm-hmm. Even though everything has been honest, she was not in any way working anything out in this conversation. She was like, I know exactly how I feel. I am Alex Danvers. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. I am a badass semi-secret agent of the D- of the DEO, and this is how you've hurt me, Maggie Sawyer. I liked it. Very good. It was very good. It was great. Kyler is on fire this season. I mean, she is just... Kyler on fire! She has come 
into her own. She has found this character. This character has grown in amazing ways. The writers have done great work with her, but Kyler really bringing her to life here in in just amazing, amazing ways. Uh, big, big, big fan here of, of of the work she's doing. Yes, I am as well. Jean hallucinates some white Martians in the DEO, and he's he almost shoots an agent, and he's like. Oh no! This almost happened. My eyes are red. Get out of here, Asian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they turns to Alex like, "Oh no, that wasn't real. Run some tests. The tests. Yeah, this is getting the hallucinations. The amount of hallucinations are too damn high. Too damn high. We, we gotta run some tests. <laughs> I like how I, I actually really like how Jean is handling the whole thing. Like he sees the hallucinations. Like in in another show, even maybe on CBS." This hallucination thing would run for multiple episodes. I agree with you. I agree. I think it would have been a, a thing he would keep secret and not tell anyone for a while. And then after two or three episodes, he'd be like, I have to tell you something. I've been seeing things. And it would be this. Yeah, I like I like the way it was handled here better, though, than than that alternate reality. <laughs> I do, too. Well, I mean, it shows a lot in the way that, like, John trusts the people he works yeah. with. Yeah. It, like, it, he... I mean, I, I said Cyborg Superman is an antithesis to Superman in this way, but 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 John Jones in that way is the antithesis to Hank Henshaw, mm. even though they share the same face or part of the same face, I guess now um, they they are different people. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I it, it also you know you make a good point there. It, it it it's a testament to how much he trusts the people he works with. Maybe it's a matter of in season one, he wouldn't have told them right away. He would have held on to it. But now in season two, since he's been with them for a while, he has this trust. And so, you know, he's he's grown and he's grown to trust them. And he uh, he trusts them more than he would have in season one. Yeah, I agree. Okay. We learn Dr. Cadmus's Luther's name. And it is Lillian Luther. Lillian Luther. God love the front rhyming. Otherwise known as alliteration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lillian Luther. I like it. It's a good name. You know where else her name was Lillian Luther? No. Come on. Come on. I'll give you one guess. Oh, God. It's Smallville, isn't it? Yeah, it was. (laughs) Uh, Lillian Luther tells us her perspectives of Lex's troubles. Um, You know, Lex, Superman comes to Lex as a new dawn for all mankind, Superman's power goes unchecked. Lex feels lied to. He tries to stop Superman. Superman turns humanity against Lex Luthor, and now her baby boy is in prison for the foreseeable future. I would say for all all, all his life, but we know it's Lex Luthor. That's probably not true. That was very good summarizing right there. I want to I give you a hand for that. That was, that was very Thank well you. done. Um, yeah, so basically, Lex is the victim here. Lex is the victim. Oh, he's just misunderstood. It's just oh, Superman. My, my, poor, my poor baby boy. Yeah. It's when that darn alien came. That's when everything went south. He was doing just fine. He was on the path to be the president of these United States. And then that alien came and just turned everyone against him. Okay, well, actually, I mean... I'm not taking Lex's side for his xenophobia or his murderousness, but <laughs> she's not wrong when you say, when you say it like that because uh, he was in a good place and he probably was on his play to like on his way to being president of the United States, but super so Superman did absolutely ruin that for Lex Luthor. Did he deserve any of those things because he's a good person? Absolutely not. Right. You know, but 
she's not wrong. Superman did ruin all those things for so, her son. So Superman exposed Superman exposed what was already there. Superman exposed yeah, no, what was already exa- there. Yeah, exactly. He he, he didn't uh, turn people against Lex in a, you know in a dishonest way or pull the wool over anyone's eyes or anything like that you know he didn't do he didn't do anything he didn't do anything uh dishonest when it comes to Lex he just pointed out what was there and he exposed what right. was actually there um so she's right you know factually but but she's putting a spin on it he's not a victim Lex is not a victim no no right. no not at Obviously. all but but she but but um it is her it is a mother's, it's a mother's point of view it's a mother's point of view and it's a mother's duty isn't the right word but obligation is the right word either we're like prerogative Tend- it's a tendency? mother's prerogative to prerogative. only see the good things about her son sure ignore all that selective sunning i guess <laughs> yeah yeah I only see the good things. Me, right. Lillian Luther. Actually, it rolls r- off the tongue really well. I'm um, me, Lillian Cadmus Luther. It rolls <laughs> right off the tongue. Yes, I knew I could still make Cadmus be part of her name. Okay, I just didn't know her first name. Cadmus was her middle name the whole time. Okay, um, Monel, as we learn in this episode, is not bulletproof. They're like. Supergirl, we want you to we want you to solar flare. We're gonna kill Monel if you don't here. Let us prove it. Boom, shot in the knee. Oh my god, he's allergic to lead. Lead is bad. That is a proper Daxamite weakness. Because mm-hmm. bullets are made from lead. Daxamites are allergic to lead, as Supergirl is allergic to Kryptonian, for lack of a better term. Although as I said to Palmer last night as we were watching, well, humans are also allergic to lead in that way. It is not a purely Daxamite problem. It's true. It affects them worse. But, I mean, if you have lead sitting in your system for a long time, this is not good it's for you either. It's not good for anybody, yeah. No. But, but, yeah, to your point, it is worse for Daxamites. Uh, it, it's it's more deadly to Daxamites. It's, it's deadly to Daxamites the same way that Kryptonite is deadly to Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. And so they need Kara to uh, solar flare inside this helmet. Looks like a cool VR system. Yeah, it does. Which she does, which reduces all her powers, which we saw in the Red Tornado episode from season one, which they mentioned in the in this episode, which I thought was a nice little bridge. Yeah, Lillian saw that too. Gosh, Lillian Cadmus Luther definitely did. Yes, she did. Um, so, so then they like, oh, we're gonna take some of her blood. You know, that's the whole reason for this all these shenanigans. We need her blood. Um. My thought during that whole blood transfusion thing, back me up on this, I've said it before, now that we know that Cadmus is being funded by Luther money, which is a lot of money, they can definitely afford more sanitary conditions than what they have in that place. Luther money, that's billions of dollars that they have to funnel into this place that they're like, nah, who needs who needs sanitation? Not us, not Cadmus. You know, sanitation starts with an S, and Cadmus only has one S in it, and it's at the end. So, obviously, <laughs> it's not very important mm. to us. It's the last letter in Cadmus. Wow. You know, that was a, they, that was brilliant what you just said there. You know, I really think these things out. Yeah. I just don't say things, Frank. They just don't <laughs> spill out of my mouth without thinking. I think these things through. I don't. I don't think anything through. <laughs> okay. So, uh, when detectives... Uh, that's which is now a verb. Um, hmm. He detect he detects or learns or you know with evidence and stuff um, that uh, Philip Karnowski 
is the man, this new vigilante that's going around killing people, who is a vigilante known as Barrage in the yeah. comics, first created by John Byrne in 1988. Super D-list character. Super like, D-list. Like, like yeah. extremely D-list. I When they said his name, I immediately pulled up Google and, and typed it in, and I was like, oh, okay, wow, that actually is a character. Nice. Nicely done, guys. Nicely done. I'm disappointed in you that you didn't know that. I did not know Barrage. I, did I didn't not. know it either. I actually didn't know it either. That was the thing. I was like, I need to look <laughs> this up. I know. They don't say names and just throw them around for nothing on exactly. this show. Chances exactly. are if you meet somebody, they have some origin in a comic book somewhere. So, or a movie or television show or whatever. So, that's all I looked. Um, he's never named Barrage on the show. Doesn't matter. He's definitely like a... I'm yeah, a villain for a guardian to prove my point. A it's a, I, I'm proving my point with this character. You know, I don't need to. There doesn't need to be anything. He could have easily been anybody insignificant, but it's always fun to know. Like you're from something. I appreciate this history that you are weaving for me. Sure. Yeah. Always appreciated. Um. John's John does some detectiving of his own, which is another word that I made up. Hmm. Um, John does some detectiving on his blood. Detectiving. It's actually a fun word to say. Say it for me, Frank. Detectiving. Detectivizing. Detectivization. Yes, I like that. Ooh. Hmm. John does some detectivization on his blood and clues him in to know that Magan is a white Martian. I actually also like how quickly this was resolved, too. Again, yeah. something that would have happened like over a series of episodes where he's like, oh, those tests are still running on that blood. Still weighing it out. <laughs> Who knows why I'm still having these if hallucinations. If it was CBS, they'd be like, enhance. <laughs> the, there are no more pixels. You can't <laughs> enhance that possible. image anymore that you've enhanced it. That's not how. I don't care. Enhance. That's not how technology I'm works. detectivizing here. Enhance. 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 I'm yeah. a symbologist. Enhance. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> um, so Jean confronts Magan immediately. Um, and she tells him that, you know what, I was the white Martian in that story that I told a long, you know, a few episodes ago. Which a long we time called, ago. right? We were like, we we she's were... totally, yeah. That, when she told that story, that she, was totally she's talking about, about herself. herself. Yeah. yeah. You don't make up that story on the fly. Exactly. That's definitely, yeah. you're talking about yourself. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, so we get some white Martian, green Martian action, which we'll get back to, um, fighting to be clear yeah, you not know, that kind with, of action with, with Magan and Sean you're not really you sure know. so mm. well until this moment mm. um, and so merging Kara, in the Martian way am I right oh, stop it stop it so weird um, Kara thinks she's gonna die in this cell she's like oh my god I'm so weak I solar flared I don't have any powers anymore they took my blood which is a really weird experience for me I've never had that happen before sure. because I'm Supergirl <laughs> uh, tell Alex to live life on her terms which was really nice. I think she had been thinking about that. Yeah. You know, even before this moment. I was yeah. like, I, this is this is what I would need to say to Alex at this moment and everything that she's going through. Live life on your terms. Not what mom says. Not what I say. Not what society says. If you want to go out there and kill goats and then fling them at airplanes, live life on you your terms. You should do that. You know? Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, yeah. It's really meaningful, meaningful and beautiful. You know, I, I Why think is that the that thing that popped lot, in my head? Why is that the random thing that popped into my head? You know, the world will never know that. But I think nope. it's really, One, I think it's two, really meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> I think it really says a lot that this is some growth for Kara here, where she, we said she had been thinking about a lot about herself, 
this is this has been the last you know two years of her life have been very very transformational and transitional um and she's been going through a lot of change and so she's been thinking a lot about herself but here she's finally thinking about her sister you know in a moment of her own suffering she's thinking about her sister and saying you know if i could if i could if i never see her again i want her to know this Mm-hmm. And that's that's some real growth of, of for her to think outside of herself, think about her sister more, whereas it's usually her sister thinking about her. So I, I really liked that moment uh, for, for that reason. It was a good good character moment. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. Um, well, Kara is telling Monel who she thinks is going to be alive, even though he's yeah. dying of lead poisoning and right, bleeding yeah. out. It's fine. Um, in fact, Karit, you're in better shape than he is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Manel's like, I have a secret about Daxum that I need to tell you, in which all of the audience is like, so you're the prince. You're Prince <laughs> Ali. You're Prince Ali, Prince Manel. Ali. Prince Ali, Manel. Manel of Daxum. Manel of Daxum. Genuflect shows from respect. He's dying of lead. Oh, try your best to stay calm. Jeremiah's coming along to save your butts from Cadmus. Oh, it's Monel of Daxum. So close. <laughs> it was so close. I could feel it. That was so. Oh, it was so close to perfection. Okay. Um. So Jeremiah comes along. That was the best part of that song. That was good. Um. Which is where I was like, okay. So my notes. I was like, Jeremiah frees them. Cyborg? Question mark. <laughs> I yeah. hope. I hope maybe he'll show some cyborg tendencies, which I think he does, and I'm going to get to that mm, okay, in a second. Okay. Um. So he frees them. He removes the bullet from Mon. I was like, we got to get out of here fast. Let's go to this table. Yeah. <laughs> right over here. No time to get out of here fast. We got to get to this table first. Well, um, they save him. So, you know, mission accomplished if there. Did, if he didn't remove the bullet, do you think they still could have made it out of there and I been okay? I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So he sends them off. Um, he's like, I've survived here for 15 years. I'm alive. I'm. He says a lot of nice things. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of Alex. You know, like all these things. And, you know, like arguably maybe nicer things than he said all of season one. Yeah. You're like, he was like, oh, I'm a good dad. I'm a like, I'm a really good. I'm Jeremiah. I'm a good father. And I was like, oh, he's definitely going to die. Something <laughs> bad's going to happen to him. You're saying too many nice things. This is a very nice memory of you. That yeah. that's not going to that's not going to be helpful for later because he's going to be cyborg Superman. Right. Reign of the cyborg Superman. Uh-huh. It's going to happen. Mark my words. I'm not done here yet. Oh, okay. Great. I'm not. I'm not done here. Okay. Um. Okay. But my point with the cyborg tendencies. So he's like, get out of here. Go. They start crawling up. They start going up the stairs. Ignore that. Um. They start crawling up the stairs. And um, the guards come and start firing bullets, and they hit the stairs where Jeremiah would have been standing. Where did he yep. go? Yep. Yep. Where We don't see him go anywhere. He's either hit by those bullets and dead, about to die, seriously wounded, or he fades through the wall like a Martian, or he's floating on top of the ceiling, or he eva- or he evaporated, or like there's like there's tons of options available to Mystery. us. But like it's a like it's it was a weird way to shoot it. Like where did he go in that time? He should have been standing where they were, and so. Either like he he, but I mean like Kara's like nah he's fine he's like he's but even later uh, later in the episode when she's talking to Alex she's like I saw Jeremiah 
and he's fine. He's good. Like, you know, he's fine. He's totally, he's totally fine. He's good. He's fine. He's no problem at all. And I, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I think we're being, I think we're being led to believe that everything is normal. He's fine. It's the, it's the same Jeremiah we saw 15 years ago, and he's fine, and he's, you know, whatever. He survived. I think you're right. I think there's more to that story. Whether he's a cyborg or not, I'm not sure, you know. Uh, I mean, I have uh, I guess we'll see. Maybe he's, maybe he's not really Jeremiah. Maybe it's an alien pretending to be him. Who knows? But, um, there's, but there's, there's a lot of, like, oh, look how great he is. And then her saying, he's just like he was before. Yeah. I think that's misdirection. Yes. Yeah. Something's something's up there. I'm not sure what it is yet. Maybe he's a cyborg Superman. I'll take multiple cyborg Supermans because then I'll still feel in the right. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Okay. So um, we get a... We got a Miss Martian versus Martian Manhunter, White Martian versus Green Martian, you know, Duke and Brawl, you know, oh, it's it's a good fight. It's brief, but it's I think it's good. It was a good fight. Um, you know, Jean is Jean wins in the end of it, you know, because Magana's not putting up much of a fight. She's like, this is why I did not want to give you my blood. Right. Like, I knew this was going to happen. This is no good. I tried to give you that tasty drink. You didn't you didn't drink <laughs> from it. And then um, it turns out that there's there's more to the blood transfusion than than we even initially realized. Man, we thought right exactly, which is not where it does not happen quite yet. So I'll keep going. So we get some guardian versus barrage stuff too. Um, That's right. There's some really there's some really cool stuff here. There's some grappling hook action. There's some there's some cool fight choreography. It's very kinetic, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Right. Um, I thought it was interesting when James uh, when Wind was like. Oh, grappling hook, grappling hook, grappling hook. Go left, go left, go left, or whatever. And then he gets hit by a grenade, mm-hmm. and James James gets hit, mm-hmm. and he's like, yo, you know, what was up with the crappy advice? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that was for bullets, not for a grenade. <laughs> Didn't, Didn't know see you had that. Coming. I like that one, they're not like a well-oiled machine yet. Like, they're yeah. not, they're kind of, they're noobs. But that was especially evident when James lost his helmet. Yes, yes, lost his the helmet. helmet just... It fell off. Yeah. And he yeah. was for a few seconds there just walking around unprotected. Like no helmets, just just out there. He wasn't really walking around, I mean, because he kinda like clearly he's fine because he's like while he's talking to James, he like flips it in his hand. Yeah. And I was like he's like, Yeah, I got this, I'm gonna put it back on. But I thought it was really interesting that like it was even possible for that to happen. Right. That James that win was like, I designed this so your helmet wouldn't fall off to reveal your identity. Like he got hit by a grenade <laughs> and survived. Good for him. Yes. Um but then like it was like, uh I lost my helmet. My secret identity is compromised. But it's not. But I I like that they need work. You yeah. know, they're yeah. not I they're like not that. great yet. Um I like that too. It adds that little bit of realism, you know, sort of. Uh it as much as you can with the show, but superheroes and aliens and vigilantes um it it was cool did this fight feel to you you know that that specific piece aside the fight the actual fight itself between the two of them feel a little bit like arrow oh yeah glenn Glenn winter yeah for sure i mean definitely yeah 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 for sure um and just yeah like the way it was shot the being at night Mm -hmm. and dark and all that it felt and I guess because it's also Vancouver, uh, it, uh, it looked and felt uh, very much like an arrow. Felt like arrow. arrow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, which is where he doesn't feel exactly like he fits in her world, mm-hmm. you know, because she's, she's battling, you know, secret 
secret science labs and this and that. Yeah. But somebody like Barrage, she could speed in and take him out in a second. <laughs> right. But for James, it's a struggle. Like it's like it's a like this is life or death for him. And exactly. for her, it's like this isn't this is cake. Yeah. So I like but she she doesn't normally go after those things. No, she She's, doesn't. She it's doesn't... all alien stuff for yeah, her. But there's other much. problems in that city as we've seen without her and so, like, you know, without her getting involved. So I like that this, he's out there helping the city in a way that she just doesn't. Right. Not because she's not able, but it's just like, that's not where her focus is. That's not her calling. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Very good. Um, Maggie and Alex blast in. They're on a little date for taking down vigilantes. Mm. Maggie lets the guardian go. Um, Cause she realizes what a great person he is. Um, the DEO raids Cadmus, but they're all gone. Case of please. Um, and so, and Jean has Magan locked up in the DEO. Uh, and she's like, Jean, the white Martians did experiments, you know, to learn about, you know, wiping out green Martians. And we learned that, you know, injecting you with blood will turn you into a white Martian for alien reasons. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's already starting. And he's like, nah, I'm fine. Raise his hand. Ah, it's it's begun. It, felt, it, it kind of felt like that scene from Bruce Almighty where Bruce is like talking to Morgan Freeman slash God. And he's like, you know, how many fingers do I have up? And God's like, you know, five, seven, six, whatever, seven. And he goes, <laughs> aha. And he's got all the fingers on one hand. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah. Uh, so it kind of felt like he's like, nah, that's not happening. Ah, white Martian hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I um, that was funny. Yeah, it's good, good callback. I like that. It's funny. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm curious to see where that's going to go. I don't think. I mean, honestly, I don't think it's going to go. Like, it's going to go somewhere. But on in the end of the day, I think John's going to be fine. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, but I think it might. You know, he'll go on a journey. I'll be curious to see where it resolves. I think and how it gets there. Yeah, but at, I don't think John's gonna. At the end of the day, I don't think we're going to lose the Martian Manhunter. I don't think so. And yeah, exactly. But it's you know, it's definitely something that's never been done. I've never heard of, of a story like that where where he becomes a white Martian. I, that's, no, that's, that's cool. I like that. New, it's new it's like, ground. I mean, the analogy is pretty close, but it, it's like it would be like making a, like um like a survivor of Auschwitz a Nazi like. Oh, you just went through this terrible thing? Well, guess what? You're a Nazi now. It would be like making you know? Captain America Hydra. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess it kind of would be. Uh, I'm reading that story. It's pretty good. I do recommend. You can make fun all you want. It's pretty good. I, yeah. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's good. Yeah, you're not reading it. No, you no. Know? No, I recommend. It's just a pop culture reference. Pop culture. Okay. Um, we get a dinner hangout scene close to the end of the episode. I loved that. We haven't had that all season. I know. We haven't had one since like the end of last season, I think. Ah, oh, it felt good. Yeah. It felt really good. It was like nice. things are settling down whole, in a weird way. Pizza and pot stickers and just hanging out, dinner party. I loved it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Felt it felt like home in a yeah, weird way yeah like you're watching something good happen yeah monel needed to learn about whether Kara had mated with anybody or <laughs> yes. had at least like betro- was betrothed in some particular yeah. way and i like that he asked that of the probably the worst two people i know right in the world to ask her that to I, ask that question i know yeah like you couldn't you couldn't 
out of any, even in that room, asking Alex, even maybe possibly even asking Kara herself, it is the worst to ask James and win that question. Ask the two that guys is, who wished that they were meeting with her. Am I right? Um, <laughs> Merging in the Merging human in the way. Merging in the German, human, Kryptonian way. The German way. Okay, the German, good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, super awkward. I loved it. Ma- speaking of awkward, Maggie shows up and she's like, hey, can I talk to you? Hey. And, it, and no one's like, hey, how do you know where Kara lives? I'm a cop, okay? Yeah, exactly. It's called a phone book. We have access to them as police officers. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um. <laughs> And so Maggie's like, "Hey, I, I care about you and stuff. I, you know, what I said. I think I think you were right, but I like I'm doing it for you and for me, but really for the both of us. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What I mean? But I think we right now. I think we we can still be friends, even though I think we're going to end up together down the line. It's all <laughs> subtext. Um, yeah. And Alex is like, "Yeah, pool tomorrow. Be, be there. there or be oval. I didn't want to say square because it's just so cliche. Yeah." <laughs> good for you good thanks fucking the trend uh, i'm trying um and i liked it it's good we'll see where it goes who knows where it will go next week because it's, we're in a weird week yeah um and then um we get cyborg superman hank henshaw um go to the fortress of solitude which was super cool super cool and then I, very quickly super sinister I love Kellex was like, I'm going to give you seven warnings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have one warning to leave or I will shoot. Warning number two. I will probably tell somebody. <laughs> warning three. It, maybe maybe the ice will fall on you. Who's to say? <laughs> I don't know. No, Just, w- please warning, don't be here. warning four. It's Kellex. Don't hurt me. I'm very expensive. There's no other Kellexes besides me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. So we find out why they needed the blood so badly. Project Medusa. Medusa. A thing that we don't know anything about. Secret project, just like last season. A yeah, secret thing true. we don't know anything about. But you know what? Next week's episode is called Medusa, so I think we're going to get some information on I, it. I think, I think we're going to find out. I think we're going to find out. Um, I mean, you know, let's let's take a let's take another look into uh, into mythology. Uh, and Medusa was a monster. Yeah. Uh, uh, woman with a hideous face a w- w- and wings uh and instead of hair instead of hair she had snakes uh, yep. and people who looked at her face would turn to stone she was a gorgon if i recall correctly yes see i don't know about mythology i yeah, just don't do. know about cadmus there it's you. fine it's everything's fine. fine so you know like what is there some significance to that is there some parallel i'm sure often these names are chosen with well, those he, kind of things in mind but he asked the kryptonian fortress about medusa I assume the Kryptonian Fortress did not have Greek mythology. Like, Krypton did not have Greek mythology. They had Kryptonian mythology. Sure. So, Medusa to them means something Man. probably different. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying, you know, usually the writers of these shows pick those names strategically. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, so, you know, it's it's so, not Project Fluffy Face. You right, know, exactly. Or, you, know, or, you know, Project The White Album is the best Beatles album. You know, like, wow, that I don't was, know. That's... That's a okay. That's an opinion. Used I, I don't think that's true. I think it's Rubber Soul. But you know, it's like I'm not. You know, yeah, Rubber Soul, Revolver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> just, this is not the time or place, Frank. This episode is really long. We already did that beer with Geeks episode. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. 
<laughs> so so yeah, that was a hell of an ending. And and you're right, it we, was. We, we we will see this addressed next next episode. We know because the episode is called Medusa. So we will this will this will play into next week. Uh, whether it will be resolved, you know, I'm I'm going to say that's probably a longer tail thing. But um, uh, I have two two things to to say. Okay. One, I I like that they. Hank didn't fix his face. He didn't like put fake skin back on. Yeah, he's like, I still got a weird eye. Also, I like his phantom mask. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That was he's cool. Like, I am the phantom of the fortress. That was good. Or the good. phantom of Cadmus. <laughs> phantom of Cadmus. Yeah. <laughs> sing for me, Supergirl. Sing. <laughs> Oh, that's the musical episode we've been waiting on. There you go, yeah. There it is. Yes. Give yeah. me a call. I'll write it all. I won't. Um <laughs> Okay. Um let's do some uh let's do some reviews. Yeah. Yes. Let's let's Tell- let's do that. So uh you guys have been amazing leaving us iTunes reviews uh, all season long. We are we are moving up in the charts and we could not thank you enough for it. Please keep it going though. We have we have not hit our goal yet. We want to get to a hundred reviews uh this season. And we are getting real close, but we're not quite there. So please, if you're listening right now, uh take out your phone. We're actually to, a lot closer than I thought we would be. We're, we're actually at this time of the year too. We're yep. doing well for ourselves. We're doing well. We're doing well. Once but we hit hundred, well enough. Not, Keep it going. We got we got yeah. we got room to we got room to improve still. So uh, if you guys, if everyone listening right now, if everyone who has not left us a review opens up their phone right now, opens up iTunes, uh, opens up the podcast app, goes to goes to leave us a review, and says uh, Tim is the coolest cyborg. Uh, we will and and five stars. We will easily, we will easily uh, hit our goal today, right now. As you're listening, you can be a part of this. So please, uh, please go ahead and do that. Some people have left us reviews, have they not, Tim? Yes, they have. I am T three PO, human review relations. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Chris Maffey, I'm going to say Maffey. Um, five stars, excellent show. Started listening in the lead up to season two premiere. Two refreshingly fun and optimistic hosts talking about a refreshingly fun and optimistic show. Recommended. I liked the repetition of how he did that. That was good. Chris, I think you're a good writer. I really liked how that worked out. Um Wow. That was good. That was some that was some that was good. Okay, anyway. Um Okay. Uh and Hilun. And Hillun and Haloon one eighteen great podcast five stars. The hosts are funny and know a lot about comics. Yes, we do. We know a lot about comics, probably much to our own detriment. <laughs> um, Frank, we have a lot of review. We have a lot of reviews here. Should I switch to doing three reviews instead of just two a you know week? What? Yeah, let's go for it. I think I can do that. Okay, so um, uh, Cloud the Westy five stars. Says, uh, says, wise guys, love this podcast. Perfect blend of geek meat fanboys. They analyze each episode and then add some background comic book facts the average watcher might not know. Has enhanced my enjoyment of the show. Highly, in all caps, recommend listening. That was great. That was very nice. Thank you, Cloud the Westy. Thank you, uh, Hilun 118 and Chris Maffey. Thank you very much. We will add more. Uh, we will add more reviews to me saying things out loud and butchering all your names and usernames <laughs> uh, on following weeks. Okay. Um, Frank, 
tell us where all the people can find us if they if you haven't done so already before we start talking spoilers and some trailer talk. That's right. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then then this is our goodbye, and we thank you for listening. You can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. You can find us at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, where we have our, our other podcasts as well. You can find us on Twitter at TV Supergirl, and email us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. Again, if you're a journalist or you work in the news or you have some thoughts on the ethical things going on here, I'd really love to hear from you, so please, please do chime in. Um, all right. Cool. So, spoilers. Next week is our final episode of of this uh, this section of the season. But for the last episode of 2016, uh, and it's the kickoff to the big DC TV crossover. Right. Exactly. Um, so the trailer this week that was shown after Supergirl was the invasion crossover that ran a bit during the episode yep, two. Yep. You know, we have the Dominators coming to the to one DC universe, and we know that Flash goes he's like i know oh my god it's aliens i know an alien i'll go get supergirl right. and he and cisco come and grab supergirl at the end of her tail episode so we are still getting a uh, in some ways a very self-contained supergirl episode next week we it get eliza coming way. for we get eliza coming for thanksgiving where alex is toiling with um telling her about her newfound sexuality um or not orient or her sexual orientation, um, and you know, and um, Win and James toil with telling, um, you know, telling Kara about the Guardian. You know, since Alex already knows now, there was a nice little wryness, I guess, at yeah. the hangout party about that. Um, so there's there's some stuff coming. We'll see where it goes. I have two, three things in, in this. It, I, I have a bit of news. Maybe it's more than three. Who's to say? Uh, one, Kyler Lee um, used the hashtag Sanvers, so I think yes. that's what we can we can call them now. Yep, it's, it's Sanvers if we wanted to use that. Um, uh, Chris Wood, who plays Monel, has a quote about wearing some kind of super suit on Supergirl. Where's my super suit? Why do, do you, you need, need to know? know? Um, anyway, uh, his quote says. That he he is going to don some kind of super suit sometime in the season, uh, and he says the suit is awesome. And standing next to Supergirl uh, is going to be a really cool visual. Said Wood when asked about Monel's costume. He also said it isn't too different from the one in the comics, which awesome. we talked about a bit last episode, where you know he wears the red suit with the blue cape. Where where are and you he's reading got a little Kryptonian crest on the side. I am reading it from Instagram. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's all I got for you. Cool. Um, so who's to say if that is a real quote or not? That's just all I can tell you is that's what Instagram is telling me. There's also a pretty cool fan art of Chris Wood's body, I think, on top of Tyler's body with a recolored suit. I'll send it to you. Cool. It looks – it's pretty good. Cool. Um, I yeah, think, I, 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 yeah. So we don't really know too, too much, you know, going into these next couple, or at least this next episode. Um, they've been, they've kept a, you know, everything we just, we just told you is, is basically the majority of, of what we know for sure. Um, it is cool. You know, they released a poster um, of the, uh, or four posters actually, one for each of the the shows. So Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends, and uh, you know that shows all the pretty much all the heroes uh, are are featured across those four posters. And when you put the four posters together, you get this image uh, that looks a whole lot like the Hall of Justice uh, from the uh, old Super Friends cartoon. So that's pretty cool. It actually also looks like the Hall of Justice from Young Justice. 
Ah, yeah, um, yeah. Because they use the same. The Hall of Justice is like the like Avengers Tower, or whatever else. It's superhero. It's DC Justice League superhero meeting grounds. Um, sometimes it's a little gateway to the Watchtower, which is their space satellite meeting grounds. But it does like when I saw the posters put together. Even I want to say I saw two of them separately. I didn't even see them like one, two, three, four. And I was like, it kind of looks like the Hall of Justice behind them. Yeah. That's like a a thing that I guess you're. Okay, sure. Let's see if that's a thing that happens. And but a lot of the rest of the internet made that connection too. Oh yeah. I like when I I like when the internet confirms my suspicions. <laughs> you know, like I mean, like nobody from these shows has said yes, yeah, the Hall of Justice, but. That's the Hall of Justice behind yeah. them. No, it it's is. the same architecture. It's it's like, clearly it's clearly meant to be a very strong nod, if not actually, you know, yeah. actually the episode itself. So, yeah, yeah, and and for those sticking around at the end of the episode, we can also say I think that this is definite. We can say this because why not? Um, that Frank and I are doing our regular Supergirl podcast next week, but we are also because Supergirl is featured in other because Supergirl is featured in the crossover. Um, assuming having heavily in some way she's at least going to be in those episodes that frank and i are doing an extra special podcast um about the we were doing an extra special podcast about the crossover episodes that's the plan so yep so that's the plan right now hopefully it pans out i'm sure it will um because you know we like each other and we're friends so (laughs) you know it's all good so that's in the works right now and but nothing will be in the works until we watch all those episodes right so right um It'll probably be a bit of a different format than we usually do it because, man, I do not want to take notes on four shows in one yeah, week. Yeah, it'll probably be more of a freeform discussion than our usual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that's all I've got on, on uh, upcoming episodes. I think that's all I have, too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, until next time. Up, up, and away.